Section 88 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truth of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Marie Christian. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truth of Religion, Volume 2. By Father Louis de Segur. A Mistake. At Douay in Flanders, there lived a good priest whose whole life was absorbed in works of unceasing benevolence and piety. From the religious care of the soldiers, whom he loved as a father, he went on to care for all the poor and destitute who came within his reach. He sought them out in street and garret. He gave them all that he possessed, and what is better far than alms, he brought to them the help and consolations of religion peace of conscience, and gladness of heart. One evening in the December of 1855, after a long and busy day, he returned to his humble dwelling and rested from his apostolic labors whilst reciting the divine office. There was a knock at the door. He opened it and perceived a little girl who entreated him to come as quickly as possible to a poor lady who was dying and who lived in Rue Blanc, Number 28. The good priest was anxious to go at once with the child to the house named, but the little messenger said that it was not so urgent as that, but that she only came to ask him not to put off his visit till the next day, in case of death. He then wrote down the address and sent the child back to say that he was coming. When he had ended the recitation of his office, he set out at once regardless of the fast-falling rain and the bitter coldness of the night. A soul was to be saved, one in sorrow and suffering was to be comforted. With such an end in view, what were cold and rain? On reaching the street the child had named, the priest went into number 18, convinced that that was the number which had been given him. It was a very poor and humble dwelling. The priest went softly up the staircase and knocked at the first door he came to. A man opened it, and perceiving someone in the garb of an ecclesiastic, greeted him with a burst of angry abuse, and replied insultingly and in the negative to the inquiry of the priest if there were anyone sick in the room, and then shut the door in his face. Meek and patient like his divine master, the good priest went quietly away and knocked at another door, where he met with no better success. He then went up to the second story, where he found a little boy on the landing. My child, he said, could you tell me the room of a poor lady who is living in this house and who is very ill? Her name is Madame G. In that room down there at the end of the passage there is a poor lady who is very ill, Monsieur le Curé. Father said she would not live through the night, but I do not think it is the name you said. Never mind the name, but show me the door, my child. And the little boy led the way. The priest opened the door and entered the room. Near to a bed on which was stretched an evidently dying woman, there was seated a man of about fifty years of age. He rose immediately and seemed astonished at the sight of the priest, who greeted him kindly, and asked how his poor wife was. For this is doubtless your wife, and you are Monsieur G. I, nothing of the kind, replied the owner of the room indignantly. Who sent you here, pray, to meddle with our affairs? But someone came for me, replied the priest, greatly astonished. 
They told me that some poor Madame G. was dying and desired to receive the last sacraments without delay. If I have mistaken the street or the house or the room, it seems to me, at least, that the poor lady here has no less need of my holy ministry. God has doubtless led me here and has permitted this mistake. Yes, yes, Father, it was God who led you here, murmured the weak voice of the dying woman. Nothing of the kind, exclaimed the husband. It is more than ten years since a priest has stepped foot into my house, and you shall not hear my wife's confession. She belongs to me, and you may attend to your own concerns. You are mistaken, monsieur, said the priest gently yet firmly. Your wife belongs to God before belonging to you, and you have no right over her soul. If she desires to confess, I will hear her confession, and it is my duty not to forsake her until, by her own will, she shall refuse my ministry. Then, approaching the sick woman, he asked, Do you desire to be reconciled to God and to die a Christian death? The poor woman clasped her hands and began to weep for joy. I thank God for this, she said. For many days I have entreated my husband to call in a priest, and he would not. I desire to make my peace with God, who has had pity upon me. You hear this, monsieur? said the priest, now turning to the husband. Be so good as to leave me alone for some moments with your poor wife. These words were spoken with so much firmness and resolution that the man was forced to retire, which he did, muttering angrily. See, father, what has saved me, said the dying woman, weeping and pointing out to the priest a rosary hanging from her bed. I have been weak enough to fear my husband more than God, and to avoid quarrels, I have neglected all my religious duties for ten or eleven years but I have never ceased to commend myself to the Blessed Virgin. Every day I have said a decade of my rosary, and I have always had a devotion to the Blessed Mother of God. It is she, Father, who has brought you to me. It is she who has interceded for my poor soul. Deeply touched, the good priest consoled the sick woman, helped her in her confession, absolved her from her sins, and told her on leaving to prepare herself as well as she could to receive the holy viaticum and extreme unction, which he was going to bring from a neighboring parish. On leaving, he almost insisted on shaking hands with the husband, who returned in great discontent to his happy wife. The good father now searched in his notebook for the address of the sick person who had sent for him, and found that instead of being number 18, it was number 28. Whilst thanking God for this happy mistake, he hastened to the other house, where he found the sick woman who was really expecting him. He heard her confession, then, without loss of time, went to wake the sacristan of the parish, and taking the blessed sacrament with the holy oils, returned to his two sick penitents. But when he reached number 18, the poor woman had just expired. She had received the pardon of her sins in sacramental absolution, and the fervor of her good will had, doubtless, supplied in the eyes of a God of mercy for those other aids which the priest was bringing her. Full of faith and gratitude towards the Blessed Virgin, the refuge of sinners, the consolatrix of the afflicted, the priest of God administered to his other sick penitent the last sacraments of the church, and it was he who himself related to me this touching adventure.
It is but another instance which helps to prove how great are the treasures of benediction which spring from devotion to Mary, and how merciful Jesus is to those who love his mother. End of section 88